Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Piz Delariz. And before I get to introduce the gentleman uh, who is not Terry Tam, who's replacing him today, I do want to go off and talk about something really quickly. Uh, well, I guess I'll introduce him first. It is John Eman. John, you're a new staffer at, at uh, Hot Sauce uh, Sports. You uh, work with us and you've been writing a hell of a lot of articles <laughs> and doing all sorts of work for us. Uh, you are the author of John Factually, the uh, segment that we introduced a couple of weeks ago that people loved. Awesome. Um, my wife loves that there's someone here to keep <laughs> me in check, which is kind of awesome. Uh, but you're actually joining us for a show today for the first time. Yeah, very glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, first time doing a live podcast, so hopefully it goes well. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good to go, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, try, we'll try and take uh, good care of you, put you in good, good <laughs> positions for success. Uh, Eagle Amastic Control, he's the guy who's best suited for that. He's the guy who keeps us out of trouble and uh, sometimes causes more trouble than he's worth. I've given up. <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly. I don't blame you. I've done one John factually, so I understand. <laughs> There's, we're in a, a situation where the football team in Washington is now called the Washington football team. This bothers me for a few reasons. One is that clearly the arrogance of the incompetent organization run by one of the worst owners in pro sports and Dan Snyder never once considered the possibility that they may need to change their name. And I find that to be particularly interesting in and of itself. And then we see the allegations and investigation put put forward into them uh, with regards to the 15 women claiming to have been sexual, sexually harassed uh, during their time working with the Washington Redskins. And then the NFL, who spent a year looking into the air density of footballs, decided it would be a good idea to instead have this criminal act be investigated by the person who was in charge when this toxic environment existed in the first first place. And I think what I want to start with, John, is a very simple question of how do you feel when you see stories like this and people make false political uh, politicized equivoc equivocations where they say, well, this guy did that, but it's not as bad as this person. And of course... You don't need to go into that. I just want to ask you an awkward, as awkward a question as I possibly can <laughs> for your first ever podcast. Um, but yeah, just seeing that, seeing that the Washington football team, um, a team so incompetent that they couldn't figure out what they would call their team name, uh, they're the ones in charge of looking at a potentially criminal investigation into the toxic environment in their organization. Um, so for starters, I don't, quite understand how they can call it an independent investigation. Mm -hmm. I know that it's going to be somebody from outside the organization, but when you're paying for it, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's independent. You're paying for it. It's kind of like scientific studies. If you don't get the results you want to hear, you're going to possibly pay to get the one you want to hear. Um, I have some horror stories that. about Hydro-Quebec, but I won't get into that. Yeah, I, won't get, I won't get into that, that, that sort of story, but um, I think that the NFL, like you said, they dive into things that are not worth anybody's time, mm -hmm. but then they decide to skirt around this. Because the thing is, I remember when, when, again, Deflategate happened. Yeah. Um, and I always find when people gate things is weird because the name of the hotel was Watergate. There's no, foot, there's no <laughs> air gate hotel or football <laughs> gate hotel. But the, the Deflategate uh, situation that occurred, the, the, the NFL spent all this time and money investigating something that literally nobody cares, cares about. None of the fans care about. Nope. It was just they needed to punish. They need to have the appearance of punishment on the, the New England Patriots. But they're saying that the air inside of footballs is more important to them than the lives of women. Is what they're saying with this. <laughs> so at this point, 
you can keep your fucking pink jerseys in October if that's how you really feel. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 a tough situation to be in. Obviously, they don't want to come out and say the wrong thing because things are sensitive right now with everything that's gone on. But silence speaks volumes as well. So you need uh, to you need to do something that condemns these sort of actions and you know do your due process to be able to investigate it as well. Yeah, and and the thing is, uh, we look into this and we see. Uh, sort of a tale two commissioners. I talked about last week how uh, how the NBA avoided having a civil rights protest in their league where players were going to boycott playing in the league and forfeit their game checks. And Adam Silver came in and forced a, a team owner to sell his team. And then we see Roger Goodell. Like, that's the difference is, is Adam Silver is a leader and and Roger Goodell at this point is a janitor. I was gonna say he seems a bit more like a puppet, but, but that's it. He, yeah. He's just there to sweep up their shit. Yeah, he, uh, he's a face of their PR. Yeah, to like, take the brunt of everything. And and when people talk about you know Roger Goodell and uh, he's overpaid, no. When you think of how shit that job actually oh, is, yeah. his job is to be hated. Yeah. So yeah, that comes with a price tag. I imagine the only commissioner that I think enjoys being hated is Batman. I was gonna yeah, say Batman, yeah. he loves the, he, he loves, loves getting booed. It. Oh yeah, it's, but that's Goodell, so pretty. You can for see it bothers him, but he does it because he has to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and he tried to he tried to uh, make us all uh, see him as a real person, where he uh, had his basement clearly picked out from a Sears catalog from 1986 during the NFL draft. This time, where they did it at home. How long do you think it took to remodel it to make it look normal? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it has to be like his uncle's house or something. Like it's not actually his home. It. His home just has like a plug where he just plugs his body into charge overnight. You know, right? that that's all it is. It's like the Darth Vader type of like. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But we got a lot of stuff to get to. So with that, Eagle, I think it's time for the news. Terry, it's the news. <laughs> and I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're warning me like I'm going to care. Uh, John, there's a ton of uh, news to get to. This was a week. I thought we were going to have, uh, we're going to play some games at the end of the show, but there's just a lot going on um, in the world of sports. I think that has a lot to do with sports returning, uh, and we'll get into all that. Uh, but I do want to tell a quick story about my weekend. Uh, this is very natural in no way a paid sponsorship. Uh, I spent the weekend smoking a brisket. Turns out to be it is the toughest cut of meat to to uh, to smoke. It was fun, but man, did I learn a lot in that process. But what did help it along is Mike's barbecue sauce. Uh, Eagle, what's their website again? It's Mike's BBQ Rub If you use promo code Hot Sauce Ten, you're gonna get ten percent off all spices and bottles, not the packaged ones, individual bottles. And let me tell you, I got my delivery this week. You got yours too. Yep. I got original uh, barbecue sauce. I got mango barbecue sauce. I got the uh, bourbon barbecue with the ghost pepper one, and I got the spicy rub. Uh, I already used one of them. It was fantastic. And you used the 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 rub this week, right? I used actually the uh, the ghost. Well, I used the rub on some pork chops I was making aside from the the, 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 the brisket. I don't tell my doctor I eat this much meat, but anyway, um, there was that. And um, with the brisket, we had the uh, we had both the um, mango 
barbecue sauce and the ghost pepper bourbon one. Which Both are like I'm a big fan of the ghost bourbon one. To be yeah, honest. I like it too. It's got that kick to it, which is nice. But the mango is like that sweet flavor. Like it's it's good. I mean, I like them both of them. So yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, honestly, it's really good. Uh, they remind you, as always, don't forget to rub your meat. So I rub my meat. I never forget to rub my meat. It's I very rub it important. all the time. It's not a day that goes important. by. I've heard actually, if you do forget to rub your meat, you may go blind. Or that might be if you rub it too often. Don't forget. But either way, rub it just the right amount. Don't forget to do it. Uh, and remember to get 10% off your order. It is Hot Sauce 10. As you, For those watching the show, you can see on your screen. Otherwise, just hear it from the sound of my voice. And I think you now all know why Terry does the reads. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Major League Baseball was back. John, I was weirdly excited about baseball in January this year. Yeah. I was just hyped for it for whatever reason, super excited. And then when sports all got delayed, I was kind of like really bummed that a we, we you know we didn't get March Madness. Uh, I'm a huge fan uh, of the Masters. We didn't get to see that. But then when baseball was back, I was like, okay, so this is kind of like this is cool. This is and and I've watched a ton of baseball since it's been back, and now it all might be taken away from us because obviously Florida. Oh, it had to be Florida. Had to be Florida. Why do you ruin everything? Why do you ruin everything? It's been a, a very tumultuous offseason, to say the least, for uh, Major League Baseball. I'm like you. I love April 1st because mm-hmm. it means, one, baseball starting. Yeah. Hockey playoffs are starting. Basketball playoffs are starting. It's a perfect time of the sports calendar. Yeah. Um, obviously, that got pushed this year. Um, but leave it to the most dysfunctional organization in baseball to ruin it <laughs> yeah. for everybody. Uh, uh, this is an organization so dysfunctional, they thought it would be a good idea to bring in the crooks that are Jeffrey Loria and David Sampson to own the team for a short while before ripping off Derek Jeter. Um, if those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, exactly. And then they bankrupted um, Miami by building a stadium that Montreal refused to build them in the first place for the same reasons. And then sold the entire roster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, it's, uh, whenever I get a chance to take a shot at David Sampson and Jeffrey Loria, I never turn it down. Um, but yeah, so it's just it's just disheartening. And since the story broke that, you know, something like 14 Marlins tested positive for COVID. Now, some of them were false positives and, and the players are, are, are starting to be returned to the roster. And it looks like, uh, you know, that's why Major League Baseball is allowed for uh, a 60-man roster in the first place. For Marlins fans, it sucks because for the first time ever, they actually have an MLB roster, not a minor league caliber roster. And they're going to have to play a lot of their minor league talent in the first place. What I liked a lot about this news, well, liked about it, uh, David Price, who actually has sat out, the Mm -hmm. uh, Dodgers pitcher, actually tweeted out basically saying, all right, now we're going to see what the MLB is actually made of, right? Do they actually care about player safety or is it all a ruse to try and get the game back running? They clearly don't. They clearly don't. And, And, like, again, it sucks because... I love having sports back. Doing these shows without sports was fucking miserable. Like we always well, talk. I about, love our guests. Yeah, but I like sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was challenging for a lot of reasons, but definitely part of it was, man, it's tough when all of your stories are riots and disease, <laughs> especially when it's a comedy show. You know what I mean? Like, come on, we're trying to make fun of the construct. It's hard to do when people are dying, but we're, we're getting back to that point. Um, and, and of course the Marlins give us the opportunity to laugh at them first, <laughs> how kind of them, uh, after going on, you know, like winning two of the first three games, which was awesome. But like now I don't know about how you feel. So like I was on board with the, the crowd noise. It wasn't as weird as I thought it was going to be. The cutouts in the crowd, 
didn't bother me. The empty stadiums didn't bother me. I yeah. was just so happy. And that first Aaron Judge home run, um, I was like, yeah, I'm back. I'm yeah. back. This is awesome. Don't care about all the bullshit I've been saying and <laughs> making fun of. Um, and then this happens. And then I remembered, we rewind to a few shows uh, during the, the uh, height of the pandemic. We made fun of MLB for suggesting a bubble and... The NBA is doing it, and it looks like it works. <laughs> it looks like it's the only way to do it. Well, that's the thing. is, It looks like it's a philosophical difference with the MLB and NFL. Mm-hmm. To them, it's not how many, how close to zero positive cases can we get. It's how many players do we need to get through the season Yeah, is what it seems like. It doesn't appear, it doesn't feel like they're going to be able to get through the season. No. It's a scary thought because it took one weekend for the Marlins to lose. I think it's, what, close to half their team, mm-hmm. if not more than half their team by now. So yeah. that's one team, and that. Thankfully, somehow the Phillies didn't catch it, which is a bit of a surprise to me. But thank God. Yeah. And all it takes is one game like that, and then those. Well, the players, games. the players, they knew had it before the game yeah. didn't play. So they, they were they. To the Marlins' credit, they followed protocol. No, for sure, of course. The protocols don't make sense, which is the problem. <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah, it's good. It's good that they didn't get it. We don't. We also don't know how many of the players were exposed to the virus before, and they how won't many get are it again. And, so Marlins are semi-exempt. Not yeah. really, but. <laughs> yeah, but we don't. We also don't know. Um, Apparently, you can't get it again, but we don't know. You're right. Yeah. So, like I said, herd immunity may work. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. If it's anything like the flu, you're fucked. Right. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the Marlins now have more positive COVID tests than NHL, NBA, the MLS, the the WNBA, and the NWSL. I believe it is mm-hmm. combined. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Well, the NBA had zero last week, yeah. which, which was. Imp- impressive like yeah. that meant guys literally stayed in their in their hotel rooms that's yeah. awesome and nobody came to them <laughs> yeah well, or so we think yeah yeah Maybe they got scanned at the door well i they have <laughs> they have the nba system if, i have actually read the document and it is horribly boring i don't recommend it for anyone but they have a whole tiered system about who's allowed where and you you need to scan an id to be able to get or show an id to get around from different parts of the of their quarantine and yeah. i think there's even like a hidden like Giannis and and lebron have a special quarantine like, so can, like <laughs> next level like <laughs> they're legitimately in an actual bubble um but let's move on from disease into something we can actually laugh at fuck you astros um eagle joe kelly took the mound against the houston astros joe kelly is a bit of a wild wild card to begin with kelly and let's take a look at how it went 3-0 Just get away from him. Yeah, I think that one slipped. Oh, yeah. It slipped. <laughs> Clearly. There was a vibe all the way here to Dodger Stadium in our booth that I felt like this would be an interesting game, and I didn't know if it would turn into fireworks, but that could. Korea, two for two tonight. Look out. That was a off speed pitch that spills him. Korea now looking out there. Not to say you're trying to throw at me, but to say, man, control it, putting us in danger. Well, the best thing you can do on this pitch, whether it it is an accident, definitely on a breaking ball. But yes, that is what happened. Do not apologize. Let the fear, let the mystery of what was that about, let that linger in the hitter's eyes and in the mind. Here it comes. That's just what he did, and he got a swing and a miss from Correa to get out of the inning. Oh, Joe. Joe Kelly strutting his way off after an interesting 
Good aim. And that turned into a bench clearing brawl. Yeah. That was fun. The first ever social distancing brawl. And so, yeah, so there's a couple things uh, interesting here. One is, again, the social distancing brawl was already baseball brawls are pretty lame to begin with, but this one was pretty bad. <laughs> and they're just sort of like vaguely yelling at each other through masks from quite far away. Um, but then on top of that, uh, what, was, what was interesting is Joe Kelly, A, after, after hitting Bregman, yawns. Just lets <laughs> out a giant yawn like it's no big deal. And then after throwing behind Correa strikes him out, and then yells out, you swing like a bitch, and you can't hit without cheating. I love this guy, American hero. Oh, yeah. Take down, take down Confederate statues and put up Joe Kelly. Put up Joe Kelly as much as you can. Oh, yeah. He's uh, the hero we need, not the hero we deserve. Exactly. It's exactly. The best I, quote for him so far was saying, he did not throw at them on purpose, and he goes, my accuracy isn't the best, citing the time he broke his window at home. Yeah, yeah. he had a video on Twitter, too. <laughs> kind of a good excuse. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, um, eight game suspension. He once said, he once said, I have no idea where the ball is going when I, when I release it. He's the perfect guy for this. He's the perfect guy for this. Cause he's, he's not a star pitcher. So eight games to go without a starting pitcher. Okay. That sucks. But like, you know, he's not your, he's not your ace. So it's fine. Plus he's the right character to do it. I love it. And I feel like there's a lot of people applauding him that won't outright say it. Oh yeah. Of course. He probably got a bonus. There's, oh, yeah. there's a bounty gate. Scandal we're going to hear about in ESPN 30 for 30 later on, and I don't think anyone's going to care. No one will no. be suspended for that. The Dodgers will be awarded an extra World Series for this <laughs> just because of that. Um, yeah, no, it's... it's and, and then, of course, we get, we get the internet. The internet is once again undefeated. Uh, the memes have been awesome. My favorite <laughs> is this one that you see on the screen. On one side, you get Carlos Correa's reaction to what happened, and then you get Joe Kelly's baby face. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. It's been awesome. Um, the NFL's got a lot of news going on. Not any of it happening on the field, of course, but Jamal Adams got traded. Um, he goes from the Jets to the Seahawks in return for two first-round picks and some change. The change being a safety I'd never heard of and a later-round pick as well. Pease, you had Adam Gaze as a coach in Florida. Yeah. Why does he hate players, specifically good ones? Um, he doesn't... So he comes from a different era where coaches reign supreme and they believe they are they have the ego such that they believe that the players work for them not that they're in partnership with them so that everyone can succeed and do better adam gase ran talent out of miami continuously and he is so boring as a play caller he made jay cutler boring I was like, all right, the season's going <laughs> to suck, but at least we have Jay Cutler just flinging it. Like, give me the Jameis Winston Jay Cutler. Yep. Instead, he gave me two-and-a-half-yard slants and screens. <laughs> that, that's what it was, and, and I was just like, man, I, like, you, got this, you got a guy who, even though he doesn't play with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, looks as though he's playing with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, <laughs> and you're having him throw checkdowns all game. It's fucking terrible. That's what, he, that's what he gave me, and that's what he's doing to the Jets, and now I'm happy because... It's the Jets. It's what they deserve. Yeah, it's, at least it's not the, the Dolphins anymore. And uh, Eagle beat me to the punch. I was going to ask you the exact same question. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. But I will say, this is the thing that I like about this trade, um, for the Jets at least, is that, or sorry, for the Seahawks, is that obviously they're maximizing Russell Wilson's window mm -hmm. um, by investing in their defense because I think their offense is pretty set. But think about the next two years. There might not be any tape to review. Correct. So you're drafting on a guess anyways, which they probably... 
it's educated guesses at this point, but you won't have the film to look at. You're going to have to go on measurables at the combine. Mm-hmm. So why not get rid of your two first round picks when you have no idea what you're looking at in the first place? And the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks are notorious for wasting their first round picks. There is that. They reach for guys all the time. So now they're forced to take second round talent in the second round. Yep. It's not so bad. Um, Plus th- they have a window where they have to win now, not next yeah. year, the year after, etc. So those picks, not to say they're useless, but you're not in rebuild mode. You need to win now. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're in a tough division. Yep. They're in a division that's got a lot of talent. They're in a division... Uh, with some quarterbacks that can throw the ball, um, I think two first round picks is a. L- I've never seen that kind of value thrown about for a safety, but a Jamal Adams is excellent, yeah. and b um, it's it's the time for the where the team is in their development to make that kind of move. Yeah, and I think that there's we're not hearing enough about the bidding war what could have been because there's obviously multiple teams involved in this, so you have yeah. to. You have we assumed that a team overpaid without knowing what the other offers were. Exactly, and like there are guys in the front office whose job it is to upsell what other guys are offering. You Absolutely. Know? If you've ever if you've ever bought a house, uh, there's never been a house according to real estate agents that has had no offers. They're always like, yeah, you know, you better make an <laughs> offer now because there's other offers coming in. They have that kind of dude working yep. for him in the, in the head offices for sure. Absolutely. December 13th, week 14, Seattle Seahawks versus New York Jets I, in Seattle. I knew that. Want to know why? Because that was the next topic? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, because that was uh, Jamal Adams' uh, retort to Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell sent out a flurry of tweets uh, complaining about Jamal Adams and uh, it's like Le'Veon Bell didn't understand that this guy was playing for a team that he didn't want to be on anymore, felt undervalued. For some reason, I mean, I guess it's weird for us to expect Le'Veon Bell would understand that. I don't know why we would expect that Le'Veon Bell would understand being stuck on a team you didn't want to be on. If only he had a recent example to point at yeah. as, as proof that, that some guys don't want to be there. There's like... He has to not understand irony, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or he's fucking with us and he knows what he's doing and it's just funny. Like he's laughing at all of us. That's, there's only two options here. Either he's really dumb or we're really dumb. That's, that's, that's all, it, all it could be. That's all it could be. The uh, only way I'll, I will side with Le'Veon Bell is if Jamal Adams was the only player to, to, like, to try and recruit him to their team. <clears throat> yeah. If he was the only guy that texted you to recruit you, okay, you can be mad. But I'm sure he wasn't. Yeah, for sure. For if, sure. If nobody from the offense was texting you, then you've got a problem. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and um, Le'Veon Bell's... So the answer to Le'Veon's initial tweet was uh, Jamal Adams saying, I'll see you week 13, um, which I love, by the way. I love I love trash talk. It's awesome. Um, and then Le'Veon couldn't help himself, had to answer back and saying, what, you know, like, uh, what am I going to see? That I'm, that you're a liar? And I was just like, man, we, we talked on this show for like four weeks about how Jamal Adams is going to leave. <laughs> and, and, and like, as a player who was the greatest example of NFL, of, of NFL player empowerment in recent history. We talked about on the show, we were a very pro Le'Veon Bell podcast, right? Because we love the fact that like, yeah, I know, go get your money, especially you know, in a position like Le'Veon Bell's running back yeah. where the average career is under three seasons. Mm-hmm. Go get the money while you can. And, and you know, the, the NFL contract structures are such that you can't mi- maximize the money until your career often is over. Yeah. So no, definitely go out and get it. Uh, show the show the NFL executives that no, this is this is the way business is being done now. And then a guy following your lead and you shut it down. There, there, maybe there's something we're missing. Maybe there's something <laughs> I don't see of how these two situations are different. It's because he knows, he knows he's fucked. Yeah. Well, he Gase, knows. It, yeah. He knows he's stuck on the Jets, and Adam Gase will kill him. He's gonna oh, run yeah. him into the ground. 
Because my God, he made he made JHI a very boring running back <laughs> on, on on the on the uh, Miami Dolphins. And when he got when he left town, his body was finished. Oh yeah, that's why he hasn't been able to be the workhorse that the, the Eagles thought he would be. So very good. Point. Um, feel I feel I feel bad for Le'Veon in that sense. Pat Mahomes is a guy you can't feel bad for. The guy is living his best life. Not only not only is he. The richest quarterback of all time, because not only is he the best quarterback, but he's also the last quarterback to sign a deal, because that's how it works. It's not the yeah. best who gets paid the most. It's the, the most, most recent, recent who gets paid the most. Um, but he is now a mini- minority owner of the Kansas City Royals, the youngest ever owner in Major League Baseball. Investing in your community. Eh? Well, that's, eh? that's cool. Like, honestly... Like I, you know, you know, I'm not the guy to buy into like sports mythology and like guys. Most guys don't live in the cities they play in, other than during the season, uh, especially when you live in a cold ass place like Kansas City. <laughs> but it is kind of cool. It did. I did have like kind of a Rudy moment where it was heartwarming to see like, oh, he's actually investing in Kansas City. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Well, there's a. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the story, but uh, he was at a restaurant once with his girlfriend or fiance. I'm not sure what the relationship is now, but. Not a single person in the restaurant spoke to them, despite everybody knowing who he was. Mm-hmm. And when he walked out of the restaurant, I think it was before a playoff game, turned around and said, thank you, bought the entire restaurant, their meals. Paid That's for awesome. That's like, awesome. He loves Kansas City. So it's good to see this. I can't believe someone does. Yeah. Somebody loves Kansas City. That's incredible. Um, now, it's, honestly, it's, it's, it's hard not to root for Pat Mahomes. And what's going to happen, the next stage of this is terrible, right? Because already... You scroll through comments and the amount of people saying that the most freakishly athletic quarterback I've ever seen in my life, and that used to be Aaron Rodgers, by the way. So, like, like the reference point is high yeah. for quarterback <laughs> athleticism. Which, by the way, little tangent, apparently there's a quote from Rodgers this week about how when he found out they drafted a quarterback in the first round, he poured himself four fingers worth of tequila and told himself it's going to be a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... He must support himself uh, those four fingers pretty often because he never had the receivers to work with. So I know why he expected them that night. Yep. Um, but yeah, no. The, the thing is with with this case here is like it happens to the point where whenever someone reaches that level of greatness, right? I heard Deion Sanders talk about when they talk about him being a bad tackler, and he's like, "No, they just needed a negative thing to say about me." He says, "There's not that much film about me missing tackles." So yeah, what's it, all this was about? was because they needed a negative thing to say, right? Yeah. And then we saw, in, you know, during quarantine, everyone watched The Last Dance. And Michael Jordan talked about how, yep, at some point, the media just looks for things to hate about you. And I don't want that for Pat. I legitimately love that Kermit the Frog. I, I, I just think he's awesome. I just, I enjoy watch. I enjoy that brand of football. Absolutely. I enjoy seeing a go- dude who seems like he's a legitimately good guy. But lo- look at LeBron James. Name a negative thing LeBron James has done. The most negative thing people talk about is the the decision, and that raised millions of dollars for charity. Let's not forget yeah. the time he got carried off because he hurt his ankle, and people like mocked him because he just walk. He's like, no, you have to carry me. I mean, that's it. <laughs> I know, but that's it. That's literally that's it. That's all you have on him. That's true. That's so, it. but that's what I'm saying. Like Pat Mahomes <laughs> is that same mold, right? He, he's he's not a dude who ha- who has his name in the press for bad reasons. God forbid any any anything would come up. But let's say he lives that LeBron James lifestyle, yeah. and really just you know doesn't have a, doesn't have any stories with with, with uh, side pieces, doesn't have any any crimes under his belt. I, I, LeBron James hasn't even driven a car in in ten years because of the liability. That's fair. And 
I would imagine Pat Mahomes will be the same I was thing. Say, at Pat this Mahomes point. getting shuffled everywhere with a couple <laughs> cars around it too. So, so like, how do you think it'll go? How do you think the next stage goes for Pat Mahomes? I hope, I hope at least with the way social media has allowed athletes to kind of broadcast their personalities, it mm-hmm. will offset some of that. But I know exactly what you mean. They're going to look for something. There's also something going to try try to take him down. Um, like for example, he just bought a brand new Ferrari. Yeah, he's got half a billion dollars. He can buy whatever he wants. There's already people slamming him for it. Oh, the country's in. Well, yes, the country's in a recession, but it doesn't mean that he has to save you. I'm sure Correct. he's doing his part in his community. I, I so I remember once someone telling me. Um, I remember saying making the argument, and it, it was a basketball argument. And I think it was saying like the top stars in the NBA, LeBron, Kawhi, are all underpaid. And I said because there's a maximum salary in the NBA, and it's not a truly free market. Mm-hmm. And someone said, "Well, underpaid." You know, what if they give that money? Why don't they give that money to doctors? I said, but the choice isn't between basketball players and, and millionaire basketball players and the doctors. It's between millionaire, millionaire basketball players and billionaire owners. Yeah. So the, the case you're making is that <laughs> the billionaires should have more money. Exactly. So whenever you complain about player salary, that's the argument you're actually making. You're giving the money back to the people who don't need it more than the athletes themselves. Yeah, you know what? Jeff Bezos needs some cash. I think, uh, I think we should <laughs> toss it back that way. Speaking of both underpaid doctors and people who hate Pat Mahomes, uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif has opted out along with a whole bunch of other players. We're not going to talk about it on this show, but there is an article on hotsauceports.ca where you can figure out who hates our opinions on NFL players who have chosen to not play. Terry, man, that was such a that's such a clickbaity title. I was I was I cringed when I saw it. <laughs> I cringed, and I, I could see him laughing at the hate. Terry is Gary Bettman. He, he there's nobody who likes hate as much as Terry. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely definitely a bizarre state of affairs. There, the NBA uh, finds itself in a strange, strange, strange place, and that strange place is Magic City, the famed strip club in Atlanta. Go on. I was just I, I thought I, I was leaving. I was leaving a place for John. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I felt like I'd been talking a lot, so I let, I let the space for John. Yeah, I I should pick up the face a little bit here, but no worries. Um, I I understand getting mad at Lou Will for making a dumb decision. I don't mm-hmm. understand why you're mad as Magic City. You know, be a little like I'm not saying be smarter, but in the circumstances that you're in, going to a restaurant's not the best idea. But from what I heard, he was in and out. Like there was no. You know, uh, and also, second of all, it's don't, just let I- your, don't let your crew take a picture and post on social media. Yeah, that's mis- that's the biggest mistake of all. I think the idea wasn't him going out to get food so much as that it's a strip club. Yeah. And there already are a lot of things you can catch at a strip club. One of them is also now COVID. Yeah, but yes. P's, the strippers, they're wearing like protection equipment, right? They have the masks and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as good as it's going to get. It really is. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it, so. Especially if you have like a kink for like nurses or that type of look, right? So I will say, so John, you you don't know this about me, but I've talked about it on the show before. Eagle, you know this, of course. Uh, my wife uh, grew up in Atlanta. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go a different angle on that. <laughs> nope, <laughs> she grew up in Atlanta, um, and I go to Atlanta fairly often. I will say, in Lou Will's defense, Magic City is awesome. The thing I will say against him is I never once considered eating at Magic City. <laughs> Especially with all the good food in Atlanta. It's a great food city. It's a great... There's the restaurant... Okay, I got to try this when I go back. The airport has a ludicrous steakhouse. Not that the quality of food is ludicrous. It's owned by Ludicrous, the rapper. I need to go back just yeah. to eat at the airport. Um, but no, the, for real, the food's really, really good in Atlanta. So it's a strange decision to go there. Um the most interesting reaction 
was Kendrick Perkins. The the formerly once NBA bad man goes on and he's talking about how how can it be that like Zion Williamson um uh, Zion Williamson's acting more mature than you know the NBA vet Lou Williams. Um and the thing I was thinking of was well Zion Williamson has a lot more to lose than Lou. Like Lou Williams Absolutely. has made his money mostly. Yep. He's you know great sixth man, but that's basically his career, and he's he's a, a he fills a role on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, Zion Williamson is again one of these guys who won't be able to drive soon. So <laughs> <laughs> so I mean um, there's there's a difference when you're carrying a franchise, and and you know kudos to Zion Williamson realizing that at such a young age. Or you're just one of the top <laughs> six men in Lou Williams. Um, I don't understand how Perk compares the two of them. Or like it's a straight. I don't know how he got that comparison. Yeah, I, I think you're comparing two completely different situations. Like Lou Williams, he wasn't lying about anything. Like he didn't get caught yeah. because of this picture. The picture wasn't didn't help, but he was upfront about everything. He told them, "I went to there. I went to Magic City." Like he he wasn't lying about it. And like it's not a video of him getting lap dance. No, exactly. But the thing oh, is, that is that awesome. you're comparing <laughs> Zion Williamson, who's probably in a secluded controlled environment situation because it was a the, personal the super bubble that we talked about exactly but when you look at lou williams he went to a funeral to me the funeral is the more dangerous part of the, of his trip yeah there's already one dead person there because there's and there's a large crowd of people right yeah so i understand why he was quarantining for 10 days i don't think his 10-day quarantine was because he went to magic city his 10-day quarantine was because he was in because he broke the bubble he broke the bubble in a, in a highly trafficked event with mm-hmm. a lot of people around him i understand that and i mean like you're gonna quarantine anyway exactly so, so to compare zion and and lou i think is just you finding something to make a story out of because you have nothing to say and here's here's kendrick perkins reaction to lou williams reaction i always find that funny the reaction reaction is my yeah. favorite part of sports media guys are guys are basketball players right greeny guys are not fighters guys are not boxers or whatever the case may be they ain't going to bust a grape in the fruit fight and pour milk on cereal. All right, let's get that clear. <laughs> Second of all, guys have to realize that I have a job. All right, I have a job to do. And I'm not going to sit up here and be biased. I'm, I didn't actually kill Lou Will yesterday, by the way. I just said my, I just stated my opinion. A question was asked to me, and I told you how I felt, Greeny, and I still stand by that today. So whether, you know, he agreed with it or not, I'm not taking it back. I wish him a speedy recovery, but at the end of the day, I'm not worried. Listen, Greeny, I'm going to tell you this. You know what made my day besides being on your show yesterday in first take? Tell me. The great Magic Johnson gave me a great shout-out on a jump yesterday. He gave me a hell of a shout-out, and I wanted to tell the, the great Magic Johnson, an all-time great, I appreciate it, and that meant the world to me because if he approved of what I'm doing sitting right here in this chair, and speaking about basketball, one of the all-time, the greatest point guards to ever play the game, then I must be doing something right, Greeny. I no must car- be doing something right. You are That's the worst defense right. I've ever heard. <laughs> and that was my point. Um, <laughs> per- you you not- know, if you're going to respond to me, Magic Johnson said I'm cool, mm-hmm. so fuck you. <laughs> like, like, we literally started <laughs> the, the school guard sh- shit. <laughs> we literally started the show with false equivocations. That's That's the... Best one I've ever heard, right? Like, it's it's almost the I'm not racist. I have a black friend. I was friend. gonna say it's like my friends play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the thing is I like Perk as a basketball player. Although he got a lot of credit 
for being the worst starter on the really good teams. on the worst dynasty who only won a single championship still consider themselves a dynasty in a way I that's a a Boston sports thing I guess they just <laughs> they automatically get wins I don't know why uh, but yeah so already there's that and then you have this defense and his basketball analysis is largely good but whenever he gets into these personal issues with players <coughs> I'm sorry it's hot and I'm dehydrated as hell um, have some more coffee I yeah it's, it's not working your... my water is over there if you can produce that to me thanks for talking That that's your punishment um, so when when he does that um, it just makes someone who's otherwise very credible lose that credibility absolutely and I find that when Perk goes on these little personal kind of tangent storylines on his own he tends to do exactly what all professional athletes have an issue with when one of their former colleagues turns broadcaster mm-hmm. is that you pretend to speak for players when you're not actually inside that environment anymore. And like, so you're, you're granddaddy at this point. Okay. So like yeah. Lou, Lou Will's been in the league a little while, but Zion Williamson might not even know who you are. Absolutely. Exactly. He, he just thinks you're a guy on the TV. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like chill, yeah, chill. Just Lou Williams, you know, he, he got his flack. He let court of public opinion take their, their, their turn on him. But he, to me, like you don't need to make it personal. No, it it, it was. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me anymore because no, that's that's exactly. his that's his commentary. That that's what he gives us. He gives us grumpy old man uh, <laughs> breakdown. Like I get that the NBA is different from when you played. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's just you just described aging. <laughs> you just described sports. Yeah, like like there's a there's a street near my house that's now turning into one way, and that's making me very grumpy because I'm old. <laughs> Perk, you're old, man. That's that's what happened. That's it's okay. It happens to all of us. Um, Tom Thibodeau moves on and has a new coaching job with the New York Knicks, and it is the most New York Knicks hire ever. I think I'm gonna go the rest of my life, and the New York Knicks will not be good at basketball. No, probably not. He has a bunch of old re-threads re- re- from his time, uh, his time in Minnesota. He has a team that's pretty devoid of talent. Um, and he's a guy who's known for wearing players into the ground for no apparent reason, even though we know it doesn't work. Uh, and I'll give you an example of how, how the opposite truly works. Uh, Kawhi Leonard got Toronto to the, bat- to, 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 to the championship and won the championship because of game, because of uh, workload management, a absolutely. thing that players hate, but sorry, that old players hate, but is absolutely a real thing now. Of um, and it just it makes sense to not wear down your best players during a really long regular season when the basketball playoffs, like for example, the hockey playoffs, is just a brutal, brutal endurance run. Absolutely, um, I'm not going to pretend to be the most knowledgeable basketball mind. You kind of exposed me on my John Factually segment when you called me out for positionless basketball. Sorry. No, it was actually awesome. I'm like, I, well, I just, laughed. Thing is, like, when we do these shows, it's tough because it's a very general show. Absolutely. But like, we try to have people have different spells. So I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge hoop head. Terry's, Terry's big into MMA. Uh, you're big into hockey, uh, and that's important. It's good to have. Oh, absolutely. You know, like a you know wide variety of things. But it's okay. Go ahead. But the thing I will say that you kind of touched on it is that. Um, Dolan, he's the, the Knicks owner. Yeah. He seems to just keep recycling what's already there because he doesn't know how to acquire new young talent that would resonate with these players. They're, they're young. He so. hires talent the way we hire them when, when we play 2K, where it's a name you, you know. Exactly. And it also comes with like a perk of like plus three aggressiveness or whatever, <laughs> whatever you get, whatever the perk is. Like, I, I'm, I'm convinced that's how he does. He just he hires players, you know, talent he, you know, you've heard of. 
And there's got to be other coaches. Like, there's not a time other than when he had Derrick Rose in his prime and destroyed him. No, exactly. Destroyed his body. There's not a time. Who's on this? He's on the Knicks. <laughs> um, um, there's not a time where he's been successful. He's only been successful when he had an MVP caliber player and then ruined his career. Exactly. I, I'm personally mad at him because he robbed us from, from seeing what Derrick Rose could have absolutely been. I, and he was, um, like you said, like Derrick Rose had so much ahead of him because he got injured at the worst possible time in his in an athlete. Absolutely. Career. And it looked like we were heading up for like LeBron versus D Rose every year in the Eastern Conference Finals. And it never happened because yeah. his body just broke down. His body just broke down. Eagle, it's time. It is time for Rapid Fire. All right. We got some fun ones today, so this is going to be a very interesting topic. We're going to start with one very is good the stalling. loneliest number. Very good stalling. I'm very proud of you, Eagle. You. Getting more and more professional by the week. <laughs> one is the loneliest number. So given the whole COVID situation, mascots used to be very integral to many sports, but they look very misplaced given there's no one to entertain. And during the shortened season, they're just they're dancing. So here's a quick little mashup we found. They're just, they're awkwardly dressed men, right? Like if you went somewhere in a little costume like this, so people stupid. would make fun of you. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's entertaining the paper cutouts. <laughs> Please, real question is, if you were a mascot in an empty stadium, what would you be doing? I would be blazed the entire <laughs> time. There would be a vape inside of my suit. I would hotbox my own suit um, because, my goodness. So, for those not watching, uh, I've actually heard some feedback. We do need to break down the videos before we discuss them uh, so quickly. That was just uh, a montage <laughs> Of, as Eagle said, mascots entertaining zero people. Um, Except for maybe themselves. John, your thoughts? Um, I'm actually, the one thing I'm excited about is that uh, professional teams plan mascot skits. Yes. Well, I'm, I used to work for a team and that was one of my jobs. I used to plan the skit for the mascot every single game. So okay. I'm very excited to see what sort of made-for-TV skits we're bound to see. So, like, I've, I've done some writing and, and I've, you know, worked with TV scripts and stuff like that. Um, what... What did um, what did it look like? What did your direction look like on the skits? I'm curious. Um, so the way it works is there's usually somebody with the mascot. In this okay. case, there probably isn't because you're usually there totally. as half bodyguard, half headset. So mm -hmm. you're making sure that no kids come up and punch them because that tends to happen a lot with teenagers. Yeah. Um, but this guy. <laughs> <laughs> right in the nuts. But you're there as, as the liaison almost, and, and you let them know what's going on. So what we used to do, so probably my most famous one is I had my buddy come to a game and uh, he was wearing the t-shirt for the opposite team. So we had the mascot pretend to be in the back reading a newspaper with sunglasses on and he came and he put the jersey for the home team on over him. Nice. And then the crowd goes crazy and then the TV comes back and, and the game goes back on and, and you look great. I just um, thought it would be like stage direction, do cartwheel in seventh inning. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> so they'll tell him a time and a place where to be and they'll give him general guidelines and usually they'll they'll do something yeah. of the sort. It'll so. look like a TV script. Like, hey, in the A block, you're here. But that's in the what B I block, you're there. Yeah. Like, do you, do you like, tape down marks? <laughs> no. So, for example, like, uh, you know, the, the videos you see sometimes, especially with the Philly Fanatic that was in this uh, montage, like when he dances with security guards. Mm-hmm. 
as much as people want to pretend like those are spur of the moment, those are staged. Okay. That and makes they're sense. staged for the exact reason of why they become viral on the internet. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, it's honestly, it's just sad to watch. And it's just like the idea of having to dress up in a costume where like already the idea of a mascot's ridiculous. <laughs> if another species is looking at this, now they're they're then putting on this 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 bizarre costume to then inter like entertain an <laughs> empty stadium. My God, there's no way they would even consider us to be intelligent life. No, absolutely not. All right, next, higher ground. Donta Hightower has announced that he will not play this season for the New England Patriots. Again, one amongst the many players. Um, Patriots this year looking a little bit weak, question mark? I mean, you say that, but they just got an MVP caliber quarterback for a million dollars. I hate them so much. <laughs> they always do this. But I will say, on seasons when Donta Hightower has been hurt, it has had a massively negative impact on their defense. Uh, they've always had that key linebacker whose job it is to be smart and versatile. Mike Vrabel used to be that guy for years and years and years and years. And in the modern era of the Patriots, it is Dante Hightower. This is going to impact them more than people even realize. Absolutely. And then, you know, they lost Patrick Chung, Chung as well on defense. So um, they're taking a bit of a hit on D. Um, I don't blame Hightower at all. Um, but I did find it funny that Shefty tweeted out that an NFL executive thought that it was maybe Bill masterminding the whole thing which would not surprise anybody but i don't actually think that's true like the way he masterminded tom brady getting off the books because if you think about it if there was only a million dollars left to sign a quarterback how was he ever going to sign tom brady <laughs> right like nobody talks about that like no. clearly it was not his intention to bring back you know the greatest quarterback of all time no no country for uh, no nope. true men don't kill coyotes uh john i'm gonna butcher this chayaka has quit his position as the general manager and president of the Arizona Coyotes and did so shortly before the playoff season began. There's a whole big he said, she said, was this a planned orchestrated move? Did he lie to the organization because he said he was interviewing for a non-hockey-related job and now suddenly it is hockey-related, so they authorize it, but it's not. Did he plan to quit at the end of the summer, but then this whole thing dragged out? It's a gigantic mess and nobody really knows exactly what's up you want me to start this one go ahead please all right so the story behind it is is john chaka i think that's how i i don't know if you're right or yeah. i'm right i i but i'll pronounce um, it a third way <laughs> so that we cover all the bases we'll have a vote after um the story is is that he didn't actually get a so his contract with the coyotes prevents him from signing with another team as a gm or the president of hockey operations mm -hmm. the new job that he applied for is associated with the devils their ownership group own several teams. So they own uh, the 76ers. They own Crystal Palace. Um, they own... Who else do they own? Sorry. They own an eSports team uh, and then several minor league teams. Cheka wants to be a part of that organ or ownership group and oversee everything. So he's not specifically involved in hockey directly, although I'm assuming he'll have a heavy so It would be like influence. Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment type of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The best way to describe it. Yeah. So they basically found a way to skate around and hire John Saheka. Um, the thing is... Look, pronunciation. I understand why the the uh, Arizona Coyotes would have an issue with this. Yep. Um, but at the same time, you had to know he's likely leaving if you authorized him. So don't pretend like you don't have a plan. Yeah. And th the start of the season is not, especially in a season where are there minor league play uh, are there minor league games this year right now no so as of now everything is 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 shut off the ahl probably will not resume play until they're allowed to have fans back in the stadium or so in the arena, sorry 
I would say this is not a time of year where the general managers do a ton of hefty, heavy lifting. No. So isn't this, it seems on the surface like it's a terrible time, but isn't this kind of the best time and I to hire a new if, general manager? Yeah. And it, and the thing too is that there hasn't, well, some people have touched on it, but the the Coyotes are also involved in a bit of a, um, a draft scandal where they were illegally testing players. And John Chaika is the GM. So you have to wonder if that's involved at all. Okay. Maybe he wants to separate himself from that, but he does have three years left on his contract, and at the moment, it seems like the Coyotes are going to hold him to it. So, really, yeah. So keeping a guy who doesn't want to be there because that always works. <laughs> Most likely, they're going to get the Devils to pay them something. I imagine to that, really that is probably what's going to end up happening. I'm assuming. Poor John Saheka. <laughs> nice. Uh, now we go. No country for old men. Ugh. Iron Mike Ditka is the chairman for the new X League, which is a tackle football league for women. Ditka had some strong opinions on whether or not players should be kneeling for the anthem because this debate has not been talked about millions of times before. So let's do it again. Why Women play every sport there is in the country except football. So why not football? And, uh, and, and that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a league where these, uh, these women have a lot of talent. They're, they're very good athletes. And they, they like to play football. I mean, it's, uh, it's strange, but it's only strange in a sense that it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. I think when it does happen, I think people will really enjoy it. These are talented athletes. I mean, they're, they're just more than hitting each other. I think they're talented athletes, and uh, it'll be fun to watch. I, being honest with you, I can't tell you exactly how it's going to go. But I have a, I, me as a fan, as a football fan, I would like to see them play. I don't know how, to, how it'll be. It might be great. It might not be. But I think it'll be interesting. So who, who thought that women boxing each other would, would be great or, or wrestling with each other? So I, I think it's a physical thing. But I think, I think football appeals to so many people. And, and seeing women play the game and play it not only with, uh, I, I think, with skill. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. Can I please yeah, stop this seen, torture? Uh, you know, like in uh, women in MMA in the UFC, Mike, uh, you know, Dana White used to say, no, it'll never happen. And now... The women's division is so popular. So this uh, is the clip I thought it was, though. Than the men. Do you think exactly. that that could happen here? Where, where this? Well, really, yeah, this is. Okay, you go cut it. I'll just, I'll just describe what he said. Men. So essentially, forget the word salad. Uh, that because he said nothing for a long time. <laughs> That's impressive. We need to get him on the podcast just to. When we don't have a long show, Eagle, let's get Mike Ditka to say nothing for 17 minutes. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> um, fucking wow. But the part I wanted to address was he, he was asked, like, what if like, the players want to kneel for the anthem? And he said that he, he wouldn't be okay with it and that anyone who wa- would disrespect the anthem or America should, get out of the co- should leave the country. And, and then, I, have the, I have the quote. So okay, he goes, if please. you can't respect our national anthem, get the hell out of the country. That's the way I feel. Of course, I'm old-fashioned, so I'm only going to say what I feel. You don't protest against the flag, and you don't protest against this country who's giving you the opportunities to make a living playing a sport that you never thought would happen, so I don't want to hear all that crap. Okay, so... Fair. I, I no somewhat. No part of it is fair. He admitted he's old fashioned, which basically means your opinion doesn't count anymore. So <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird. Yeah, you're right. It's a weird preface. Uh, John, I'll let you start, and then Eagle, I'll try to keep it brief. Well, this, to be honest, it doesn't really surprise me coming from a guy like Mike Ditka. This is kind of the stance I assumed that he would take. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, I'm not going to argue the merits to it or not. But um, you but figure over time, 
you would get more information no, and become more informed, right? You would you would assume so, but because that's typically how knowledge works. You would also think that he would learn how to work a phone camera, like a camera phone. For, <laughs> yeah, I was getting uh, for dizzy. a FaceTime interview. But, I was getting dizzy. Um, you know, it doesn't. It seems like he's part of a generation that just has had that engraved in who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand that it's going to take a bit of time for him to get used to the idea, and I think that. The problem is, is that the notion of why the why the kneeling started in the first place is lost on a guy like Mike Ditka. So you have to get that point across first before you can even have the conversation about the national anthem and the flag. Eagle, I don't know if if this will be rapid, but it will be fire. Uh, <clears throat> firstly, Mike Ditka, I get it, you're old as fuck. Uh, the other thing is that when you when you start with the premise that if you don't like it, you can get out of this country, you had that option. As a people, when you arrived here and there were other people here and then you didn't like it, but instead of um, instead of leaving that country, you slaughtered them. And okay, it's fine. It's passed. Everyone kind of worked it out, kind of. We still have some teams celebrating that uh, part of the history. But okay, let's move all past that because in general, it's not something hugely talked about. It's not something that's a, a particular issue today so much. I get it. We want to move past it. Fine. Let's, let's pretend. Let's pretend. Now... The next part of it is that you're saying that it's disrespecting the flag and, and, and the country. I mean, how many times do you have to say it's not a protest to the national anthem? It's never been. It's, it's only turned into that because someone needed to win an election. That's what, what happened in 2016. Yep. It, it, it became, it's something that was, um, it was something that was a racial topic that became politicized. It was not political, inherently political. It wasn't meant to disgrace the flag. In fact, it was in conversations with military members that Colin Kaepernick began to change from sitting during the anthem to kneeling. Now, the, this is the same league that has no problems with people going to buy beer and nuts during the national anthem, but has an issue with people kneeling. And then to say that that's not the right way to protest, if you're telling people it's not the appropriate way to protest, you don't understand what protest is. And the entire song that you're kneeling during is about protest. It's about your freedom to do just that. So I, I don't understand how many, like, I'm, t- I'm legitimately tired of having the same conversation because we've been talking about this for 72 episodes. I'm tired. It's the simplest thing. Stop making something that's not political, the killing of innocent people, and turning that into a bipartisan political situation. Wouldn't it be amazing if week one of his new league, everyone kneels and he has to suspend all the teams? Yeah. Well, awesome. I don't think you can suspend. At this point, I don't think you can suspend it. What are you going to do about it, though? Shut he, down the league? He will be he'll be relieved of his duties as commissioner. You Correct. can't. You can't do it. Krakenheads, Seattle Krakens, the new NHL franchise, uh, yeah, has released the jersey and logo mockups for their new expansion team. Uh, we're going to put it on the screen right now, boys. What do you think of the logo, the jersey, the team name, the color scheme, the marketing, uh, other things you have thoughts about? John, you ruined my life because you told me they have a third jersey, which is kind of kind of <laughs> awesome. Uh, I should have I should have waited on that one. So I wanted to laugh at this so hard, but really the reason why uh, the I love the team name by the way, the Kraken. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of cool. Um, other than the fact that like they're mythical creatures that killed a lot of people, 
I don't think they'll have to change their name in the future because it's mythical. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think they could have gone much more interesting with the jersey. Like, have a goddamn octopus on your jersey. Like, you have the chance. You could take this from the Red Wings. This can be your thing now. Oh, wow. Um, you could steal that outright, and they didn't do it. But it was doomed to fail, to be fair. I wanted them to be the Seattle Supersonics. I wanted them to bring back those oh, old colors because that, that was my favorite jersey when I was a kid. Yeah, I like that. The only time I rooted against Michael Jordan was because I just wanted those C- the, 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 the Seattle <laughs> uh, Supersonics and those beautiful jerseys to be holding trophy. That's awesome. I uh, So I like the jerseys, but like I like I told Pete's pre-show, the third jersey is awesome. It's got the anchor with the S wrapped around it. It's beautiful. Is that an official one, though? I, I don't know if it... From what I've heard, it's official, but you can never know. Hopefully yeah, it's... I'm, I've been trying to find it, and I actually... I get like fan or concept ones but i don't actually get one officially from like their twitter or anything like that because i know what you're talking about i'm looking at it and it's yeah. beautiful but i don't know if it's legit or not eagle but like so, you know like tell me now that you're looking at the fan art ones that have to be better than oh 100%. they're all better than the the, the league it's one right so much nicer like here i don't understand that's how it always works this is the one that i'm looking at right this is the one that's, that's awesome very, that's awesome yeah very close to the one that i saw yeah the so one i saw one, like, didn't the, have the v coming down like the, the the dark blue v coming down the jersey let me see if i can get that one too because there's a few of them that have been posted essentially of it so while you're looking at that, um, it's been an incredible branding and marketing opportunity for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, they've sold, and in, in, in day one, they were 50% above what the Golden Knights is. Yep, that's the one. That reminds they're, me of the old... great, yeah. So that reminds me kind of like the... I, I'm the only one. But the, the Islanders jersey with the old man? With the, uh, yeah. I, I have that I, one for my uh, hockey league. That's I love that jersey. I love, I, it's my favorite NHL jersey of all time. And I think I'm the only person who feels that way. When I was younger, for whatever reason, my minor hockey team had that as a third jersey only for tryouts. For whatever reason. Really? So we only got to use that jersey in tryouts. And I would always complain, like, can I just have this? Yeah, because it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, Go ahead. The one thing I do, I want to say, though, is that I, I like the nickname and the name for the arena, the, the crackheads and the, and the crack house. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned Detroit Red Wings because the crack house is my second favorite nickname for arena after the dojo. Okay. Because it's called the Little Caesars Arena. Yeah. So yeah. it used to be called the Joe. So now they nickname, nickname it the dojo. Nice. And I love it. Nice. That is pretty awesome. Uh, and I don't know why, but I keep, tr- I keep, I'm about to read it each time and I keep forgetting it's your job to do that. And it's not like we haven't done this for 72 weeks. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> don't know it. why. You're stupid. It's fine. Yeah. That's what it is, man. Uh, true Grit. Um, so as we know, for the NHL, there's two hub locations, Edmonton and Toronto. The Philadelphia Flyers have made themselves at home in uh, is Toronto, or is it Edmonton that they're in? They're in Toronto. They're in Toronto. So they purchased a menacing billboard that you basically see while driving up that looks something like this, and just make it a little <laughs> bigger for you. So it says, every shot you take, every save you make, I'll be watching you. And it's got Gritty on it, who's peering out from somewhere from darkness it's Without awesome amazing eyes i gritty has to be the best mascot i mean if you're the marketing yeah. department coming up with the idea behind it like just imagine trying to convince people like hear me out we're gonna make the fucking meanest mascot you're ever gonna get he has no regard for any of the fans players or opposing team he's just a menace and they go all right how much money do you need Right? Like, <laughs> it's impossible to sell that idea. Um, you say that. That's the second most ridiculous idea ever. The first one was the original uh, Look Who's Talking movies where Christy Alley and I forget the male lead have a kid together. And then they, uh, they then have to figure out how they're going to raise this baby. And the baby's voice is the adult voice of Bruce Willis. Of, <laughs> and, and I don't know how you go into a pitch meeting and come out with, with the money to make that movie. It's, like, <laughs> it's an adult. It's a baby. 
But he's got an adult voice. Wait, wait, wait. It's Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh, John Travolta was the male lead. Sorry. Very nice. Great, terrible I, movie. Go ahead. I love what Philly is doing with Gritty. It's it's awesome. It's different. And and honestly, outside of Yuppie, he's my favorite mascot. Who? Oh, yeah. Yuppie's the best. My you, bad. Yuppie, Yuppie refused to die. So you can't take that away from him. Seriously, seriously. If you're looking for a COVID cure, it's in Yuppie's veins. Um, <laughs> this is um, an awesome idea. It may be creepy, but it's definitely gritty. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be it for Rapid Fire. Well, no, dude, we got we to do a little thing with John. We're going to just... Uh, John's got like a million things to talk about. There we go. There we go. Okay. Uh, John, you, you're you running a ton of articles for uh, Hot Sauce Sports. I can't even keep up. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, we love it. Uh, you're getting a lot of traction, honestly, to be honest, from someone who sees the numbers on the back end. Uh, you've been... The, the best contributor we've ever had. We really do appreciate all the work you're putting in. Thank you. Uh, what are you working on now? Um, so right now, for those of you who haven't, uh, haven't seen on the website, um, right now I'm doing a bit of a playing preview for all uh, eight of the qualifying rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I have uh, three left, I believe. Um, so you're not late. Uh, it's not too late yet. Um, just to quickly wrap up, uh, or to, I, won't, I won't go into detail about everything, but uh, in the East, we have the four teams that uh, will be playing amongst each other. So they're uh, Boston, Tampa Bay, uh, Philadelphia and uh, the Capitals, uh, and then on the West Coast it's St. Louis Avalanche, Golden Knights, and Stars. So those four teams will play just amongst their conference, and then they'll play for seeding essentially. Um, after that, we have a best of five between sixteen teams. So it's uh, the fifth in each division or in each conference, excuse me, all the way down to twelfth. So that's why Montreal ends up playing Pittsburgh, and they're going to get absolutely washed. Um, but right now, I would say uh, if you read my articles, my picks are uh, Pittsburgh. New York Rangers in an upset over Carolina. Islanders, Maple Leafs, Oilers, Preds, Canucks, and Flames. So not a lot of upsets outside of New York. Um, I really think that they have a chance to be a dark horse, but the only problem is, is that based on the way I see things going, they're bound to play Tampa Bay in the first round, if not Boston, um, which is not a good matchup for them. Um, outside of that, um, once we get down to the nitty-gritty of things, um, I think that coming out of the East, is going to be Tampa Bay. And then coming out of the West, I have... Um, I have Jesus, sorry. I have the St. Louis going back to the Stanley Cup final, but they're going to lose this time because Tampa Bay finally learns how to win by losing and getting swept last year in the first round. Yeah, that was... It's an impressive amount of talent on a team to have suffered a sweep in the first round. That that was absolutely out of this world. And, like, that's the thing is... I, we talked about it before. Um, I personally, the Super Bowl hits, and then I have, like, a mini hangover of sports where I, I kind of... I'm just done looking for something. Um, and then, and then, like right shortly thereafter, we get March Madness, and then the tail end of the NHL, the tail end of the NBA, the, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. It's the best time in sports, and now we're kind of having that happen again right, with yeah. the NBA. I'm excited for morning hockey. Uh, that's going to be awesome. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm more excited for morning hockey than anything <laughs> happening right now. I'm a big fan of this March Madness strategy of, of, like you were saying, where it's just from 12 o'clock all the way down to, I think it's going to be one thirty in the morning Eastern time. Mm-hmm. It's just games. Yeah. And it's, I love it. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so do check out uh, John's articles, as, uh, as many you. as he can put out at <laughs> hotsauceports.ca. We got articles coming out by Will Power as well. Uh, Terry's got a couple in the, in, the, in the pipe as well. I eventually will get back to writing um, whenever my bathroom is done. Um, <laughs> it's been a terrible You write summer. while you're on the can? Yeah. I mean, I thought you would read. That's some of my most productive time during the day. Yeah, it's the only time I can write is on the the toilet. You should write in the shower. Uh, The the problem is electronics. (laughs) (laughs) 
or paper paper viewers um that's awesome uh john thank you very much for joining us thank thanks you for filling in me. for that slacker terry i really do appreciate today. it um eagle thanks for all the work you you always do so you've been john you've been eagle i've been peas and you've been listening to hot sauce sports again i don't know why it's recorded i could just say that It'd be way easier if you were to say it. But hey, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Adds to the chaos, and that's what we like here. Um, oh, yeah. Mike's Barbecue Rub. What's the website, Eagle? Mike'sBBQMTL.com. Hot Sauce 10 promo code. Order yourself some bottles and rub today. Don't forget to rub your meat. Rub your meat, everyone. Have a good night.